Hello, everyone, and welcome to Music for a While. I'm Jay Nordlinger, music critic of the New Criterion. Let me read to you, please, from my chronicle in the current issue. In an ordinary year, this would be the month for a chronicle on summer festivals in New York, with an accent on the mostly Mozart. But, as you don't need to be told, this is not an ordinary year. What do you say to some live streams? The Orchestra of St. Luke's is doing Bach at Home. This orchestra, as you may recall, got its start in the Church of St. Luke in the Fields, which is in Greenwich Village. The first of many videos brings us the Brandenburg Concerto No. 2. Actually, this recording was made in February, before the Great Shutdown began. The players got together at the Demena Center for Classical Music. Number two is the Brandenburg Concerto that features the trumpet, spectacularly. The concerto features three other instruments as well, the flute, the oboe, and the violin. But it's the trumpet that people remember, understandably. The OSL video has young Maximilian Morel on the trumpet. His playing is clean, beautiful, and nimble. When he finishes the last movement, fleet and tricky, he flips his trumpet up. I thought of Tiger Woods, twirling his club after a pure one. Many years ago, I attended a concert that included the Brandenburg No. 2, and a friend of mine leaned over and said, You remember the definition of an intellectual? Someone who can hear the William Tell Overture without thinking of the Lone Ranger. Well, I find it impossible to hear the last movement of this concerto without thinking of William F. Buckley, Jr. WFB used this music as the theme to his long-running television show, Firing Line. Well, shall we hear it? I don't have Maximilian Morel for you, but I have Wynton Marsalis, the great Jasmine. Thank you. 
That was the final movement, Allegro Assai, from the Brandenburg Concerto No. 2 by Johann Sebastian Bach. The trumpeter was Wynton Marsalis, playing with the English Chamber Orchestra, conducted by Anthony Newman. Again, I'm Jay Nordlinger of the New Criterion, bringing you music for a while. If you'd like to subscribe to our podcast, you may do so via iTunes, Google Play, and so on. If you'd like to write to me, the address is nordlinger at newcriterion.com. In that chronicle, I say that a violinist from the Orchestra of St. Luke's plays a movement of Bach's partita in E major, the opening movement, Preludio. I also say, this is one of the most beloved items in all of Bach. Rachmaninoff transcribed the Preludio for piano. Jean Guillou transcribed it for organ. You know who was the first transcriber of it? Bach himself, who repurposed the Preludio for two cantatas. Well, I would like to hear the Rachmaninoff transcription. As I think about it, it is one of my two favorite piano transcriptions in all the world. Obviously, I'll tell you what the other one is and play it. I won't be coy. But first, the Rachmaninoff, or Bachmaninoff, as has been said. Our pianist is the beautiful, wonderful Frenchwoman, Hélène Grimaud. Thank you. 
That was the piano transcription by Sergei Rachmaninoff of the Preludio from Bach's violin partita in E major, played by La Belle Hélène, as I've long called her, Hélène Grimaud. I'm pretty sure that this is my favorite piano transcription in all the world. Of course, there are other Rachmaninoff transcriptions, for example, of his song Lilacs and his song Daisies. But I think my other favorite piano transcription is by Earl Wilde of another Russian composer, Tchaikovsky. The Pas de Quatre, the dance of the four baby swans from Swan Lake. Such a sly, shivery, delicious little thing. Here is Wilde himself playing his transcription as an encore in Carnegie Hall in 1981. one and only Earl Wilde playing his transcription of the Pas de Quatre from Tchaikovsky's Swan Lake. Back to my chronicle, in which I say that a cellist plays the Saraban from Bach's Suite in D minor. I say that this cellist is a veteran, and cellists live with these suites, the six of them, all lifelong. They must be especially important, especially valuable, in strange, trying times. I think of a line from a hymn, Greater Companions Such as These. Let's hear a Sarabande. Not the one from the D minor suite, if you don't mind, but the one from the C minor suite. The cellist is Pierre Fournier, the great Frenchman who lived throughout most of the 20th century. Thank you. 
The Sarabande from the Cello Suite in C Minor by Johann Sebastian Bach, played by Pierre Fournier. In my chronicle, I speak of videos from Les Arts Florissants, the Baroque group founded in France by William Christie, who is a conductor and harpsichordist. Let me read, please. One of the videos brings us music by Mancini, not Henry Mancini, the American who composed Moon River and other hits. He was born in Rico, incidentally. We're talking about Francesco Mancini, a Neapolitan who lived from 1672 to 1737. The piece is a cantata, Quanto dolce e quell'ardore. How sweet is this ardor. This cantata requires a soprano and an oboe primarily. Serving as soprano is Rachel Redmond, who is a model of taste. She sings correctly, but also with due ardor. She is restrained, but she has no trouble conveying the right feeling. She is sweet, ingenuous, and feminine. Some will not like those old-fashioned words, but they are mot juste. Redmond has a beautiful voice. Tricky intervals she dispatches with no fuss whatsoever. I thought of a phrase, deceptively easy. Nevin Lesage is the oboist, and he is as commendable as the soprano is. He is a singerly player. She is a musicianly singer. I'm not quite used to no applause or bows at the end of these performances, but such is life in the pandemic. Also, how satisfying to get acquainted with Francesco Mancini. One more note concerning identity of all things. I'd assume that Rachel Redmond was a black American, but then I consulted her bio, which tells us she was, quote, born in Glasgow and sang in the junior chorus of the Royal Scottish National Orchestra before studying at the Music School of Douglas Academy the Royal Conservatory of Scotland, or Conservatoire, I don't know what they say, it's spelled the French way, etc. You never know in this wide, often wonderful world. So that's the end of my reading. Let's hear the performance, that very performance, from Les Arts Florissants, with Rachel Redmond, Nevin Lesage, and helpful others, including the founder, the leader, William Christie of the Harpsichord we'll hear the last part of the Mancini cantata in question. Here we go. Oh, 
That was the final section of a cantata by Francesco Mancini, Quanto dolce e qual ardore. The singer was Rachel Redmond, the oboist was Nevin Lesage, the group is Lézard Florissant. The videos from this group have a theme song, so to speak, music played at the beginning and at the end. It is a lute piece written by Johann Ambrosio Dalza, an Italian who lived about 500 years ago. His dates are uncertain. The piece is called Calata a la Spagnola, a Spanish-style number, and man, does the lutinist Thomas Dunford groove to it. He has us grooving to it. Just wait. An old lute piece by Johann Ambrosio Dalza, Calata a la Spagnola. Our lutenist was Thomas Dunford with a couple of drony friends on low strings. Some more reading. Creating some excitement in recent years has been Lea Desandre, a French-Italian mezzo-soprano. Earlier in her life, she was a ballerina. Noted for early music, she often performs with Thomas Dunford. I'll skip a little. They and others get together for a program of Monteverdi, Frescobaldi, et al. La Desandre is such a clean singer, a smart singer, a stylish singer. She is appetizing, as my grandmother would say. At the beginning of the final work on the program, Quel Sguardo Stegnosetto, by Monteverdi, the ex-ballerina does a little dancing, a little swaying, more like. Pretty good. So is the singing and the playing.
We have heard Lea des Andres and Friends in a madrigal by Monteverdi, Quels Guardos Degnosetto. What a disdainful look, a nasty look. <laughs> We've all given them and received them. Some final reading from my chronicle. In three live streams, the Boulanger Initiative highlighted the music of Florence Price the American who lived from 1887 to 1953. I first knew Price as an arranger of spirituals. Marian Anderson often sang her My Soul's Been Anchored in the Lord. So did Leontine Price. Talking to an audience about Florence Price, Leontine would sometimes say, not a relative, but a friend. The composer was born in Little Rock to a mixed-race family. She once wrote, I have some Negro blood in my veins. According to the peculiar terms of America, this made and makes you black. She graduated from high school at age 14 as the valedictorian. She went to Boston to study at the New England Conservatory, initially passing as Mexican. She would spend the bulk of her life in Chicago. In 2009, more than 50 years after her death, something interesting happened. A cache of her manuscripts was found in an abandoned house in St. Anne, Illinois, about 70 miles south of Chicago. All in all, Florence Price produced an impressive corpus of music, including symphonies, concertos, chamber music, songs, and piano music. It's on piano music that the Boulanger Institute concentrates. Providing the playing is Lara Downs, a pianist from San Francisco, who has been devoted to Price. I watched the first of the videos. The pianist plays Down a Southern Lane, which was composed in 1939. It sounds like its title. It is direct, songful, and sincere. You could call this piece a song without words. It is a little dreamy, a little dancey, a little jazzy or bluesy, a little sentimental, as in a popular song. Downs next plays On a Quiet Lake from 1929. The music is rippling. And, like Down a Southern Lane, it is simple, straightforward, sincere. Then we have Summer Moon, 1938. It goes down easy, to borrow an old phrase. Price is obviously adept at unshowy economical writing. Listening to these three pieces, these evocative miniatures, I thought of an earlier American composer, Edward McDowell, and in particular his ten woodland sketches, of which the first, To a Wild Rose, is by far the best known. I also thought of Grieg, his lyric pieces. Those, too, are direct and sincere, and many of them borrow from the folk. 
We also hear from Laura Downs, Price's Fantaisie Negre No. 1 in E minor, 1931. She ultimately wrote four of these fantasies. Number one treats a spiritual. Sinner, please don't let this harvest pass. It also alludes to a Chopin polonaise or polonaise. This music is different from those miniatures, those lyric pieces, in that it is rhapsodic and virtuosic, quasi-Listian. I found it tedious, frankly, but I'm glad to know the piece, as to know Price at large. Enjoy Down a Southern Lane by Florence Price, played by Laura Downs. We've heard Down a Southern Lane by Florence Price, played by Laura Downs. What a wonderful piece. I'd like to hear it again. You can do that, as you know, with a little rewind. But I'll say goodbye to the show. Would you like to hear Leontine, Leontine Price, in My Soul's Been Anchored in the Lord, arranged by Florence Price? The pianist is David Garvey, the year is 1965. The hall is Carnegie. The soprano was making her Carnegie Hall debut. Thank you, everyone, and see you later.